Hello and welcome to the show. We are still on the curated hampers and gift giving industry. We're using them as a case study to try and solve the business problems that they face in particular and that a whole host of us face in a universal sense. So previously we had looked at um, problems that were unique to them and I also tried to make a case that uh, even though these problems are unique to these, um, okay, well, not unique, but that even though they face the problems in these industry, um, the problems are also general to those of us who are in other sectors, whether it's wedding photography, uh, business consultancy, or whether you sell catfish. And the first problem that we're trying to solve that people in the curated hampers and gift giving industry face is the problem of differentiation or the problem of commoditization. So uh, players in this space might be able to make the argument that it's easy to get into the space because all you need to do is to buy a basket, uh, buy some fancy wrapping, buy some um, fancy, uh, what do you call those things, things that you use to tie up presents. And then you buy some gift items, you buy some soap, you buy some cereal, you buy some coffee, you buy some uh, whatever. And then that's it. You are in the hamper space and you can call yourself a um, gift giving um, specialist. Uh, but this is not a problem that is unique to them in this space because really uh, the advent of um, uh, technology has meant, information technology in particular, has meant that people can stay in their homes, uh, do research on YouTube and pretty much join whatever industry that they wish to join because the information is out there. So anybody can call themselves a journalist, a consultant, a wedding photographer, a gift-giving specialist, a... Um, uh, whatever. So every single industry has been commoditized. So the commoditization problem is not just a uh, problem for them, but it's a problem for us all. Then um, we looked at ideas about how to solve the problem. And one of the ideas that I came up with over here on the show was the idea of uh, focusing on a niche to set your, uh, yourself apart from the crowd. Because most people are going to try and gather as much business as possible. They'll try and um, They'll try and appeal to the widest crowd that they can find. And so, by default, if you come into a business and you decide to uh, focus on a specific niche, then from the get-go, you're already setting yourself apart from the crowd. Everybody's going to look the same. You're going to have a different look and feel because you are niche-focused. Um, and the aim with um, doing a niche-focusing strategy is to help us to develop expertise and a reputation around certain uh, core ideas so that when people think of a certain thing, they call you. And the example that I gave was uh, someone who decides to niche down into the Yoruba traditional um, wedding space. That is providing hampers for that particular industry. Um, the goal is also to develop a strong value proposition because if you have a strong value prop then when uh, people think about certain things you're you're the only person to call you're one of a very limited number of opportunities also we looked at the side effect about how that can give you the opportunity to charge um, premium pricing and also give um, uh, premium perceptions as because you happen to be the top guy or top girl in the space and then we also look at how it leads to effective targeting and marketing and that's because when you niche you are looking at a specific set of um, uh, customer segments so your your marketing your advertising whatever it is that you want to do is going to be much more 
is going to be much more um, targeted because you're only speaking to a limited set of circumstances and to a particular set of people. Then the second thing that we looked at was uh, personalization. Yes, that is where you tailor your product or your service um, to um, particular people. And uh, the aim of that is so that we can have um, targeted messages and offers. It leads to a customized customer um, experience. Um, uh, what does it I say? Okay, deeper relationships, yes. So with that, you have deeper relationships with your customers. You seem to be much more empathetic. And then overall, that boosts revenue because once you have a customized um, or a particular customer experience uh, and people have fun doing that, then they come back with you, uh, come back to you rather for repeat business and uh, referrals. So that's if we're able to build memorable exp um, experiences around our product or our service and that's what personalization is about so today we're going to look at the third way to set yourself apart from the crowd if you happen to be in the curated hampers and gift giving space and remember that even though we're using people who do hampers as a case study uh, some of these principles and uh, practices apply universally so just take it and apply it to your own situation so don't say because you're a brain surgeon or because you run a dental clinic that um, you can't look at uh, ways of focusing in, in on niche markets or ways of personalization. So look at the principle, think about it, see how it applies to your uh, surgery business or to your uh, dental practice or to um, whatever it is that you do. Um, before I continue, apologies. Um, I'm at home making this recording and it's a call to prayer right now. So that's the sound that is bleeding in through the microphone. That's in case um is bleeding through all right so uh today we're going to look at using experiential elements and activities to make yourself stand apart from um the crowd um just stuff that you can use to make your business uh, much more um memorable uh, from the competition so if we're thinking of um, experiential elements uh stuff that we can do includes um in-store um, workshops so of course um, from the get this is only going to be available to people like celebrations here in Abuja celebrations have stores in Abuja and I think in Lagos they are a uh, how do I describe them they're like a gift a card and a gift franchise yeah okay let's say franchise yeah like a card and gift um, franchise so you go into their stores and they have um, birthday cards, um, cards around birthdays, all kinds of celebrations, uh, promotions, uh, what else? Certain kinds of toys, gift items, ties, cufflinks, uh, wines, chocolates, all kinds of things. Um, so basically, you want to give someone a gift because um, they're celebrating personal circumstances or maybe a gift for professional reasons, you know, promotion, opening up a new store or something like that. Uh, celebrations is one of the places that you can go to. Now, I'm not recommending celebrations. I'm just using them as an example that I can remember from the top of my head. But I remember that while I was uh, lived in Lagos, in Ikeja, there was also one of those um, places on at um, at uh, Toying Roundabout. At Toying Roundabout, the I can't remember the name of the shop, but the whole building was owned by that business. The ground floor, you could find cards, and as you went up, you would find. Um, different gift items to buy so there are those businesses that are available in abuja and in lagos i'm not sure about the eastern part of the country uh north central and um where else and the east but those stores do exist so this is a kind of strategy that would be available for celebrations and those folks and 
you can have um, in-store workshops that are built around um, certain themes. Like you could talk to an office, maybe you talk to Zenith, uh, Zenith Bank, for instance, and they have their staff come in on a team building exercise where they're going to do DIY and maybe self-care. And then people get to build their own um, hampers all the while the instructor is um, teaching them skills on how you do gift wrapping, how you do flower arranging, how you do selecting gift items, you know, things like that. So it can be one of those opportunities that is a uh, two-in-one. Or is that a three-in-one? So people get to design um, hampers and that they get to use themselves or to take away and they get to learn certain skills and the pitch that you're making to the other organization. Um, so if you're ce celebrations and you're pitching to Zenith Bank, the pitch is going to be that uh, the team is going to bond together um, as a result of this. So you see that this is a highly experiential, um, all I call it, experiential activity. Well, anyway, whatever it is we're going to call it, you can see that it's highly um, experiential because there is an experience with people coming um, into the store. Then there's also um, in-store consultations or maybe online consultations where uh, people come in, they sit down, they have a chat with a specialist so that they can build um, custom hampers based on the recipient's, the final recipient's budget and also their um, preferences. So that can also be something that you offer instead of uh, folks like me who think want to buy a hamper for someone and then you just go to um, uh, fax supermarket and then pick whatever hamper that you see over there on the floor. So it would help to be able to personalize it because if someone is going to receive, if you're going to send gifts to someone like me, um, it should be manifestly different than if you're going to send gifts to someone like my wife. Because we have different um, preferences, different priorities. So some things will work with um, folks who have sensibilities like my wife that are not going to work with um, going to work with um, me. So uh, yeah, that's also something that um, people like that can offer. So in-store uh, co uh, consultations or online um, consultations. Then um, you can also partner with uh, local businesses. Yes, you can partner with um, local businesses and local artisans to come up with um, unique um, offerings. So, for instance, um, Celebrations could partner with the Baggy Art and Craft Village. Um, sorry, apologies for those of you who are Baggy or Gwari. I'm not sure which is which. So, I think Baggy is the people and then Gwari is the language or the other way around. Um, the people, I mean, the language is Gwari and then the people are Baggy. So, I'm not sure which is which, but I've heard both terms used interchangeably. So, celebrations, um, again, I'm using celebrations not because I'm promoting them, but it's just because it's one store that I can remember off the top of my head that has branches in Abuja and Lagos. So, my Abuja listeners, my Lagos business, uh, sorry, my Lagos listeners, you guys should be um, familiar um, with it. Um, okay, yeah, so they partner with the uh, Baggy Art and Craft Village where they have local um, artisans and artists and things like that. There's also another artisan community along the expressway that runs from, uh, I think, Galadima roundabout all the way through to um, Guarimpa, close to Guarimpa and um, past the, the, what's it called? Uh, well, anyway, you Abuja listeners, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. So, um, Celebrations could partner with those sorts of communities and they have um, hampers that are carefully um, curated showcasing um, uh, the best or showcasing um, the variety of um, local um, cultural talent and things like that and include those in the hampers. Now, some of you might wonder, what's the point of doing things like this? 
uh, there's a reason why I picked out Abuja for this kind of activity because Abuja is a um, okay Lagos is the business hub uh, Abuja is the um, political hub let's say Abuja is the political hub but either way we have a large um, diplomatic community here in Abuja so this is the kind of thing that might um, uh, tickle the fancy of uh, those um, uh, you know people who are members of the expatriate um, business class and things like that so they might I mean the average Nigerian maybe is not uh, interested in these sorts of things uh, maybe they just want a hamper, give me my hamper, let me eat and go. And they don't want to know about uh, baggy art and customs and things like that. But it's something that could work if it's tailored to, if the recipients are members of the diplomatic um, community, you know, British High Commission, American High Commission, blah, 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 Finland High Commission, uh, and members of the expatriate um, uh, business class. So um, celebrations, businesses like this can partner with these kinds of local talent and you put together um, stuff like that. So the hamper might have the regular, you know, uh, milk, milo, bon vita, chocolate, blah, blah, blah. But maybe also some local, um, what are those things called? Uh, uh, local confectionaries, you know, uh, local sweets, you know, stuff like that. Because I've seen some hampers that have um, coolie coolie and um, groundnuts in them. Uh, I guess for a decade ago, people would have said, how can you put coolie coolie in a hamper? Like, that's just raz. It's not classy. But, you know, now it happens. It's now acceptable to put uh, coolie coolie and uh, groundnuts in uh, hampers. So, you may be able to find uh, baggy art and also baggy confectionaries that can be put inside um, local hampers. Then you might also be able to organize tastings and um, demonstrations so that people can come and see and handle the kinds of uh, goods and items that are going into the hampers um, live. Now, let me pause here and make a comment about something. Now, I know some of you might look at these ideas and think, look, these ideas are too highfalutin, they are not practical, you know, blah, blah, blah. But there's one thing that I want you guys to uh, bear in mind, that if none of all these things I'm saying resonates with you, then uh, most likely you're not the kind of target audience that is going to, this kind of thing is going, to, um, uh, is going to appeal to. Because whether we like it or not, there is a segment that appeals, um, that these sorts of people, these sorts of things appeal to. Now, the example that I've given in the past is the difference between the sharp contrast, rather, between my wife and I. Now, my wife's birthday party, okay, well, there was no birthday party, but when she turned um, 40, uh, her friends put together a hamper. It had some nice soaps, uh, some small treats, and they put together a uh, a package for, um, uh, what's it called, uh, spa, facial treatment, massage, uh, stuff like that. And my wife saw it. My wife was really, really, really impressed. Uh, you know, she shared a tear. She called everybody up. She was really thankful. You people are the best friends. And she was just really, she was really emotional about the whole thing. And she really, she liked it. She liked the whole thing. But I, on the other hand, I looked at the baskets. I looked at the gifts, um, the gift vouchers and everything. And I did some rough math in my head. And I thought, wow, like this thing is really expensive. You guys should have just given us the money. You know, I would have would have used like 100k, go out and go and eat, and then would have used the balance to do something else with our lives, you know. So there's a there's um so if some of these ideas sound highfalutin and impractical to you guys, I don't understand because actually I'm that sort of person and that's why I think I can't get involved in this kind of business. But there is a market for people who really like these sorts of things. There's a market for people who want the massages. They want the facial spa cream. They want the 
uh, fancy towels and the new bathroom slippers and everything that goes into these hampers and there are some people who are looking forward to um, forward to the experience of going and sitting and learning how to craft and learning about different cultures and things like that so there is a market for that sort of thing if you think that all these ideas sound too um if you think if it sounds like it doesn't make sense for you or it's too fake or whatever i understand perfectly because um I'm that sort of person. If I look at a hamper and I run the math and it looks like the hamper costs 200k, you know, I'm the sort of person who would say, you know what, instead of buying me a hamper worth 200k or 300k, why not just give me that 300k cash? You know, I can use 50k, do something. I'll pray for you guys. You know, may God bless you for celebrating my birthday. And then I pocket the remaining 250k and do something else with it. But anyway, there's a market for these sorts of things. I'm just letting you guys know. For those of you who are more uh practical minded or maybe for those of you who are bush let me put it that way because my mom says i'm a bushman and uh, my wife says i can be crude sometimes so for those of you who are bush and for those of you who are crude there is a market uh, perhaps maybe we need to learn to um, refine our palates a bit and enjoy some of the finer things in life then um other experiences that people can try uh, can uh, people in this space in the hamper and gift giving space you can try um collaborations with lifestyle influencers that have a similar um target to your uh, to your audience you can also collaborate with um charities and then come up with limited edition of um charity hampers for instance at the time of making this recording the international women's day um international yeah international women's day celebration is coming up on the I think it's the 8th of March that is coming up. So, um, some hamper entrepreneur or celebrations or whoever, they can partner with any of the IDC camps. Now, the IDC, those are people who are um, uh, internally displaced... So IDP, internally displaced persons. Yeah, so they can partner with any of the IDP communities over here, um, especially bodies that have a focus on women's entrepreneurship because there's this idea that if you're going to liberate women from um, patriarchy, from a patri- um, or patri- uh, sorry, oppressive patriarchal, what's that term? Oppressive patriarchal something something something. I can't remember. But the idea is, if you're trying to free women, then you also have to increase their earning potential. So if a woman can take care of herself and for the kids, then she doesn't have to stay at home and suffer um, uh, spousal abuse or whatever. So. If you can focus on uh, charities that have those sorts of um, uh, goals, then you might be able to put together uh, practical hampers that have raw materials for making soap or raw materials for producing things that go into local confectionaries and foods and things like that. And uh, maybe for those of us who are... um, What's the word? For those of us who are bush or for those of us who are unrefined, I guess these are much more practical ideas for hampers that we can throw our weight behind because you can see that, okay, yeah, it's a basket full of fancy stuff, but the fancy stuff are things that can be used by women in the IDP in uh, in the IDP camps, the internally displaced persons camp to promote their businesses and take care of their families and then um, stuff like that. So when it comes to experiential elements the you're only limited by your creativity so i've sat down and these are some things i've thought of and i'm sure that those of you who are much more creative than i am that you know given 30 minutes and a sheet of paper and a pen you guys can come up with much more elaborate much more useful and much more effective ideas so um, but these are the sorts of things that you can um freestyle around ideas you can come up with if you're in the hamper and the gift giving space now remember the reason why we're using the uh hamper people 
is not just because we're trying to solve their own problems per se, but because these kinds of brainstorming activity and these kinds of ideas can also help solve our own business problems. So if you're a consultant or if you're a dentist, for instance, you can ask yourself those sorts of questions. Now, what kind of experiential elements can I lend to boost my dental practice? So for those of you who run dental practices, is it possible to have a Friday school day where you partner with um, local primary schools so that they bring people through your dental practice um, every month and you have um, a sample, you know, those um, huge samples that we used to have in, in secondary school, those huge things where you make a model of uh, the human tooth. Uh -huh, that you can cut open and show the pulp, the NML, the this, the that. And, you know, you have children come in, look there, um, have them look around stuff, ask questions, play with these models, things like that. You know, the goal being that if you get children in here and they are interested in um, these sorts of things, then uh, as they're leaving, you give them a flyer so they can hand to their parents. Uh, you know, that might be a good way of um, drumming up business for your uh, dental practice. So you've had the children in there. It's been um, experiential. It's been uh, knowledgeable. It's been learning for them, hands-on. And they go home, they're all excited and they go and talk to their parents and then the parents bring them in. So even if you're not charging um, exorbitant prices, even if you're only charging um, 5,000 naira for a, a tooth clean or something like that, you know, if you do these sorts of things and you notice that after you're done over the next three or four weeks, um, who knows, maybe out of a whole school, uh, maybe 20 or 30, or 30 parents uh, come through and each time they select services, tooth cleaning or, or braces or whatever, and you're able to make maybe 5 to 10k per parents and you see that it's not a bad expense. It's something that you can run once a month. So think about it. Experiential elements, how can you add them to your business to distinguish yourself from the pack? If we sit down and we try to brainstorm, I'm sure we can come up with something for people who run schools, for people who are consultants, for people who are, even if you run a, a security outfit, you know, you provide um, security guards and um, let's see what else, uh, solar lighting uh, to pr uh, protect estates and things like that uh, with a pen and a paper and enough time. Also, with the uh, beauty of the internet, uh, checking chat GPT and stuff like that, I'm sure we can come up with good ideas for experiential elements to promote our businesses. So these are just some of the things I can think of how it would apply to a uh, to folks who are in the hamper and the gift giving space. But if you think about it, just like I did right now with the dental people, I came up with one idea off the top of my head. If you think about it, I'm sure you can find ways that you can apply this to your business as well and help you stand apart from the pack. So we've been over 20 minutes. So let me bring this to a close. Please connect with me on WhatsApp. The number is 80 6466-2140. The country code is plus 234. For those of you who are hitting me up outside the shores of Nigeria, I'd love to connect and chat with you guys. Also, connect with me on LinkedIn. My name is Tabeshima Ayede. I'm the host of the show. Don't worry about the spelling of my strange name. You can confirm it from the link where you're currently listening to this episode. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next episode.